Hello, and welcome to the Lazy Sunday Show. I'm your host, Thomas, and I want to thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you're having a fantastic day. Well, today, it's going to be a twofer. It's not going to be one country, but it's going to be about two. And the reason why is because it has such a strong memory and a strong message in my heart. Because it came after what would be a very stressful situation, but it blossomed into one of the best traveling decisions I've ever made. And these two countries are Croatia and Slovenia. So I want you to sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. So how this all came around was I did not have these countries planned out. Uh, Croatia, Slovenia, didn't even think about them on this trip. Now, this was back in 2018. Originally, I was going to stay with a friend in Salzburg, Austria. I would fly into Munich, Germany, and then just cross the border because it's essentially right beside each other. Uh, Salzburg and Munich, I mean. But I ended up having a falling out with this friend. And just days before, I messaged a few people and I thought, you know, I have five days I'm supposed to be in Austria I need to find a place to stay. So thankfully, my friend Lucy from the Czech Republic, she's been on the show before. She helped me out a lot. Uh, She said, you can stay as long as you want. But I said, you know what? I want to be really spontaneous. So I messaged my friend from Slovenia. And I said, hey, could I stay with you? And she said, I can't host you, but I can definitely show you around. I thought, okay, that's cool, but maybe I can sneak in another country. So I thought, you know what? What about Croatia? How far away is that from Munich? So I looked it up. It would be an eight-hour bus drive. I wanted to save money. This was a very cost-efficient trip. So I thought, you know what? I'll try taking the bus. So I looked it up. I priced it. I said, you know what? Screw it. Let's do it. So when I flew into Munich... I was there only for maybe four or five hours, walked around the city. It was beautiful. But then at around 11.30 p.m., I caught my bus from Munich to Zagreb, Croatia, with a stop in Vienna, Austria. Now, that one stop was just for a gas break. But at this point, I didn't really get any sleep. I couldn't fall asleep because the seat for the bus wouldn't go back. And I was sitting straight up. There was a guy who was like hogging a lot of room. I thought, I'm not going to sleep this whole entire drive. Until I found that the seat did recline a little bit. That, folks, was a game changer. I slept through the rest of Austria and right up to the stop in Ljubljana, which is the capital of Slovenia, uh, where we had to drop off a few people. But from there, I kind of dozed on and off until the Croatian border. Now, I didn't realize that Croatia is not part of the Schengen region, so we'd have to stop at the border. Everyone had to get off the bus, go through the little security, uh, and then get your passport stamped back on the bus, and away you go. At this point, it was like 7 a.m., and I was really not having it. By the time we finally got away, it was like 30 or 40-minute wait. I'm thinking, I just want to get to the destination, please. We finally got to the Croatian side, but that being said, I had time to kill in order to check into my hotel, so I thought, you know what, whatever. 
Now we arrived, it was like an hour later than it was supposed to, but I thought, you know what, I'll walk around the city a little bit, uh, check things out. And honestly, Zagreb is in my top five most beautiful cities I've ever been to. The architecture is just so unique. They have this sort of tiles on their roofs that just really stood out to me. Just the people there, like the culture, you could really see it. The first thing that I saw was the Cathedral of Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Yes, I did read that off my phone because if not, I wouldn't have been able to remember it. But it was this humongous church. Iconic, really, because it was right in the middle of Zagreb. You could see it practically from everywhere. It was like that that one landmark where it's just like, okay, if I'm lost, just walk towards the church and you'll find your way. As I walked to the main square, they were having performances there, which was really, again, amazing to be indulged into their culture. You had these boys and girls singing and dancing these like traditional songs and there were just people dressed up in traditional gowns in fact i got to talk to a few of them and took pictures with them talked to them a little bit and by the way croatians speak pretty good english like it was it really kind of surprised me actually i never had much information on croatia and especially zagreb so this was all completely like out of the blue I'm walking around just kind of getting myself into some adventures. I ended up stumbling into this building, which was called Zagreb 360, which had a beautiful view of the city from the top of this tower. So went up there and looked around. And again, that church was just right there. I thought, oh my goodness, this is a fantastic view. There's so many mountains as well, like in the distance too. A lot of Europe is very mountainous, and I learned this especially between Croatia and Slovenia. I had a chance to walk through St. Mark's Square. It almost looked like uh, one of the buildings had a Croatian flag or like their shield on the side of one of these buildings, which was actually my profile picture forever because it's just such an iconic picture for me. At that point, it was around like 2 p.m., so I thought, you know what, I'm going to check into my hotel, drop my bags off, and go back into the city. Uh, and when I was walking back, I walked by this pizza place, and I thought, you know what, I'll just grab a pizza and some water. And Okay, so I walked in, took a slice and water, and I thought, you know, it would be six bucks seven dollars like something expensive but it only came to 14 kuna which is at that point it was like two dollars and 80 cents and i thought oh my god this is like a quarter of the price it would be back home on my little adventures i actually met a guy uh, his name was luca and he was from ottawa it was kind of ironic because he came up to me he's like you're from canada right i'm like yes it's like can you help me find this hotel? And so I looked it up on my phone and thought, okay, this is where it's at. You just have to, you know, go this way and that way. And it should be a couple kilometers that way. And he was so thankful. And you know what? Wearing the Canadian shirts, Canada is very well represented around the world. I feel like if you're wearing something Canadian, people will help you. People will approach you and say, hey, you're from Canada. 
it's such a great feeling to represent my country whenever I travel. It truly is something spectacular. Uh, after taking a, some time back at the hotel, just kind of chilling, I decided to go back and explore a little bit more of Zagreb, uh, at least the downtown. And there was this one street. This is like a long street, like a whole bunch of bars and pubs on it. So I was walking along and I was thinking about stopping in, but I thought, nah, you know what? I'm only here for a short time. I'm just going to try to see as much as I can of the city. And I had to be at the bus station by 6.30 since my bus left at 7 a.m. So I thought, I don't want to get drunk and I don't want to, you know, miss my bus to go to Slovenia. So the next day, woke up super early, thought, all right, time to get up and go. I got a hold of my friend from Slovenia. Her name is Iris, and she was just such a great tour guide. So I arrived there. I was a little bit spooked because I couldn't get a hold of her. I couldn't uh, connect to any internet. But eventually, we got a hold of each other, and we just kind of sat in this little restaurant for an hour or so, just chatting and kind of getting to know each other. She also had her friend with her. Uh, her name is Erska. She did not speak much English, but thankfully, Iris was there for us to communicate. Uh, she was our translator throughout the whole entire trip. She said, okay, first we're going to walk around like the main streets of Ljubljana, and after that, we're going to go to Lake Bled. And Lake Bled is honestly one of the places that was on my bucket list. After seeing it online, I thought, I need to go there. It is such a beautiful spot, uh, just picturesque. It's this castle that's on this little island in a lake. And then there's like mountains kind of surrounding it in forests. It's just so picturesque. I thought, you know what? This is a must-see. We need to do this. But first, again, we walked around Lublana, which is a nice city, very clean. Uh, we went up to the high tower to see the whole city view. And there's a, there's a big divide in Lublana. There's Old Town and the newer city part. And Old Town was just spectacular. It had so many different colored buildings, so many interesting buildings. There's this one shop that really surprised me. The shop would knit like little decorations uh, that would honestly take days just to make. Like Iris said, it took days just for them to make one small little ornament. There's a group of 242 Slovenians who made a tablecloth, which took you know, a really long time, and they had it displayed there. Just this information and culture from Croatia and Slovenia, I think that's what really stuck with me, because it was a place that I didn't do any research about other than Lake Bled, and to learn all of this was just so, so amazing. We went through one of the little small supermarkets, and I tried this small little sweet apple like it was called kaki which again it was like a sweet apple minus like the apple taste it was just it's hard to explain what the taste was but it's it was pretty good it's a nice little snack along the way we went to the dragon bridge which had two dragons statues on one on each side it was said that the two dragons protect the city after that we drove up to uh, castle hill which is another look off, but there's this big castle in the middle of Ljubljana and it overlooked the whole entire city as well. But it was again, like right in the middle, 
it just stuck out like a sore thumb, honestly. But it was really, really neat to go up there and look around. Unfortunately, the weather was a little bit rainy, so we kind of had to fight the elements at some points, but still definitely worth it. There's also a lot of really cool artifacts, and that's another thing too. I want to see the old artifacts and old history of each of these countries because generally speaking, Canada is very, very young compared to some of these other countries. And to learn about the different conflicts that they had between other countries, again, Canada is very, very young and does not have that type of history. So around midday, we arrived in this small little town called Prajama. Now, it was such a breathtaking experience to see this huge castle just embedded into the side of a mountain, uh, which actually has the second longest tunnel in Slovenia. A lot of historical people owned this place just because it had that ability that even if they tried to overtake the castle, they had this tunnel that they could escape out of it'd be so cool to kind of like wake up with that beautiful view and kind of like sneak through the tunnel now we were getting a little bit hungry so uh erska suggested that there was a pizza place not too far away and it wasn't you know out of the way to go to lake bled so with slovenia being so close to italy you know the pizza is going to be good and it was really good it was different like They had different toppings on theirs compared to ours, and their pizza in Europe is very thin compared to North American, which is mainly crust and mainly dough. Uh, That was something that kind of surprised me as well, uh, because this was before I went to Italy. So that was my little, like, I was so close to Italian cuisine, like actual Italian cuisine, but yet so far. When we were driving to Lake Bled, The sun was going down and just the sunset, as you can see it across the mountains. In fact, Slovenia is 70% surrounded by mountains. So a beautiful sunset with the mountains is definitely not hard to find. But to get there, to see Lake Bled, it was a little bit dark. I'm not going to lie. I was a little bit sad about that. But to be able to go there and to look off, like we were up... Uh, and on the castle, like there's a castle that overlooks Lake Bled, and then there's an actual like church in the middle of the lake. Uh, now I know they use that for reservations and things like that for bigger events. So maybe someday I'll go back and check it out again. But to be able to fit this in was just so so good. It was such a great experience and a great decision to make to go there. Actually, in the castle, there is a place where you can manually make your own printed cards from like parchment paper and ink. I got my own personal card, and the guy was really cool doing it. Just he was kind of talking to me, asking where I'm from, and like, he was showing me how to do it. And it was actually really hard. Like you actually had to come on to that to that press in order to print it correctly. And also too with the lettering. It had to be backwards because when you pushed down and pressed on it, it would be, of course, legible from left to right. Luckily, he did all a lot of that work. I just pressed it, but it was, I still have it today. It, to have that sort of like historical feel to it, 
it really st- it really sticks out to me as one of my favorite souvenirs that I've had during my travels. Now we left around I think it was eight or nine p.m. We went to this cafe so I could try a uh, cremesnita, which is a traditional dessert made in bled. Uh, it had a very like sweet taste, but it was super delicious. And of course, a little bit of red wine didn't hurt either. So just sitting there talking with the girls and to think this wouldn't have happened if, you know, if I didn't have that follow with that person in Austria. So to be able to say, you know what, I made something amazing happen out of a really crappy situation. That saying, when God gives you lemons, you make lemonade. Like I was given this option of, hey, you have five days free. Do what you think is right. So going to Croatia for a day, going to Slovenia for a day, and then following that up with going to the Czech Republic for a few days is, again, one of the best decisions that I've made. It was tough. Like It was really tough to say goodbye because it was such a short stop. Uh, and in fact, I forgot to give them gifts, so I ended up mailing them when I came home. Uh, of course, I really appreciated that, and I appreciated everything that they did. So overall, talking about these countries, Croatia, one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. Again, top five. There are other beautiful places in Croatia, too. I mean, there's Split, which is one of, I think it has some of the best sunsets you'll ever see. I read that somewhere. Uh, Dubrovnik is really south, like you're right beside Bosnia, Herzegovina. That's where they filmed part of Game of Thrones. So that's a very tourist-driven place. Uh, Slovenia, it's very small. And, of course, I've seen quite a bit of it just driving to, again, to Lake Bled, to the castle embedded into the mountain, uh, Ljubljana. But there's always going to be places that you're going to miss or places that you don't know of until you do some more research or you know a local. So just a few last-minute notes If you're going to Croatia, you're going, especially to Zagreb, it's very cost efficient. I found it was super, like things were well-priced for me. Again, that piece of pizza, like that was like size of two of my hands side by side. And then the bottle of water for less than three Canadian dollars. That's amazing. Now I may have struck lucky, but even the other things too, like other different foods that I ate there were super cost efficient. Uh, Slovenia also it was cheaper for the most part but again if you're going to stay in a very tourist driven place the prices will eventually go up especially high tourist season going in October of course you're going to have the season changing it's going to look very beautiful but just beware of the weather so that's the only thing I did run into a little bit of rainy weather when I was in Slovenia but Overall, it didn't put a damper on my experience. And a little side note about Croatia. It's the only country besides Iceland, the national soccer team's jerseys hanging everywhere and selling from all of the souvenir places. Only Iceland and Croatia that I've been to have really tried to push those jerseys, and they're proud of their soccer team. And this was the year that Croatia almost won it, So 
everyone is still riding high on that finals. Uh, and with Iceland, just, you know, a small little island in the middle of the ocean to be able to be in the big stage, they're, they're proud of their teams. And to be patriotic and going back to me wearing my Canadian badge and my Canadian sweater, it's great that you can go around the world and be recognized and say, hey, that guy's from Canada. And there's such a good impression on it. Just the goal of me going around wearing it is, you know, just being myself and really being a good representative of my country and, you know, of my family and even of myself. So just remember that whenever you travel, I say always have something on you, whether it's a badge or a shirt or a hat that kind of shows where you're from because you're, you're showing off. You're saying, hey, I'm from this country. Sometimes you meet some people that are genuinely interested in your country. I've been stopped many times, even before I took my bus from Munich to Zagreb, a guy stopped me in the middle of the train station and he started asking me about Canada. He started asking me about hockey and we kept in touch for a little while. But again, he came up to me and said, you're from Canada. Uh, You must be a huge hockey fan. Uh, I love hockey and it's starting to grow in Germany. Just to relate and have casual conversation is just so important to connect with people from wherever you're staying. But unfortunately, we're all out of time today. And I want to thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you learned a few new things today. And if you have any questions, don't be afraid to reach out to me. I know this is kind of a a two-for-one episode, but again, being there for just one day in each place, it it would have been hard to stretch it out into a full episode. So, and also with that being said, it was such a meaningful experience turning lemons into lemonade, I guess. This is Thomas signing off. Please stay safe. Remember to wash your hands and have an amazing day.